Hello and welcome to another episode of Fun Kids Meets. This is the podcast where you meet some excellent, interesting superstars of the world. And speaking of superstars of the world, Bex is here. Hello, Bex. How are you doing? I'm very, very well. We've got one of your best friends on the podcast today, haven't we? Oh my goodness, I speak to this person genuinely more than I speak to some members of my family. It is <laughs> comedian, actor, author, legend, fun kids, friend, Ben Miller. Ben Miller. Um, tell us some of the things we would have recognised Ben Miller from. Oh my god, he's in. He's one of those people that's just in loads and loads of stuff. <laughs> like it's really hard to actually pinpoint. Um, your mum and dad might know him from Armstrong and Miller. He's a comedy double act. Um, but kids will know him. He just he's written loads of kids books now. He's actually getting quite prolific. I think he's getting out there a lot and he's doing. Um, he's just he's just doing some really good work, Sean, because his books are brilliant. He's in the Johnny English films as well, isn't he? He's, that's the one, yes. I've interviewed him for that as well. Yeah, he is. He's in that as well. See, yeah. told you they were BFFs. Yeah. Honestly, he is, he's just everywhere. Like, and it's got to a point now where, so I did a little quiz with him in this, um, in this se- section that you'll hear in a minute. And he loved it so much, he gave me his email address so I could send the quiz to him so he could do it on his book tours. <laughs> so he's stealing your stuff. <laughs> he kind of is. But I don't mind because he's so lovely and I'm not going to use it again. So why not get it reused by the famous Ben Miller? There you go. That is it. See, Bex just producing the stars now. We love to mm. see it. So what is this new book that Ben Miller's written all about? So it's called How I Became a Dog Called Midnight. And it's all about, well, I mean, you can pretty much guess from the title of the book. Is it really. about how someone became a dog called Midnight? Yeah, that's basically it, Ben. Uh, ben. That's basically it, Sean. Yes, that's pretty much it. Um, so there is a big stately home at play. There is um, a boy and a girl who are best friends. And there is a kind of dicey magician as well. I don't want to ruin it too much, but the dog plays, as you can imagine, quite an important part. And before we go into Fun Kids Meets Bingo, I've got a big question. So are people Mm. actually turning into dogs in this book? Just one person in particular, (laughs) and it's very important for the plot of the book because that means that he can help to solve the, the problem of whether the magician is really a bad guy or not. And of course, that does mean, Sean, that the dog, Midnight, becomes a human boy. Because they swap bodies. Oh, I didn't know it was a swap gimmick. See, now oh. this, I am intrigued at this now. This go, is what it? I want to know about these stories. I definitely want to find out what happens. So let's get into the fun kids meets bingo. This is where I guess ridiculous stuff that I think might be in the interview. Feel free to make your own guesses as well at home. Um, one thing that I'm wondering what Ben Miller's going to tell you is what would he do if he was a dog? Oh, yep, okay, good question, yep, very good. Um, Also, sidebar of that, um, which dog he'd be if he turned into a dog? Oh, yeah, great question. What dog would you be, Sean? Um, I'd be like a little bulldog thing with little (laughs) legs just wobbling around, dribbling everywhere, but just having a nice time, just eating loads of food and being quite stinky. Yeah, yeah, all of those, tick, 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 tick. Yeah, I can see that. And finally, I'd like to know if you and Ben... With dogs together, what adventures are you getting up to? It's like mm. your dog double team. Well, you've basically written a brand new book there, haven't you? Um, well, I suppose we should probably listen to the interview to find out more. We should do. And if he doesn't answer that last question, then brace yourself, because that is what I'm going to be asking you <laughs> once we've listened to Bex's chat with Ben Miller. I'm joined right now by, I think it's fair to say, friend of the show, Ben Miller. <laughs> hey, Ben. Yes. I say close friend of the show. That's what I say. Well, 
you know what, not to name drop, but I will and I can. I was chatting to Dermot O'Leary recently about the graduation of how it works. And we were like, you know, friend of the show, best friend of the show, housemate of the show. I think you must be up to family member of the show by now. Family member, yes, absolutely. Yeah, family member of the show. I mean, if, you know, if it was Christmas, we'd all be hanging out stockings together, wouldn't it? Wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should probably talk about your book, which I have next to me. Yay, as if by magic. Oh, look at that. Tell us about your book, Ben Miller. So I've been writing stories, as you know, for each of my three children. And um, and, and now with this fourth book, I, I, I ran out of kids. Yeah, so, you know, Jackson, Harrison and Lana, they've all been the main characters in my first three books. And then um, I have this amazing dog uh, called Jet, a huge, huge thing, Black Russian Terrier, um, looks a bit like a man in a bear suit. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to write a story about our dog? And then, yeah, and then I love that film, uh, Freaky Friday. Do you know that film? Where the mother oh, and daughter swap bodies, yeah. So I thought, wouldn't it be great to do a story, um, to do a story where a boy swaps bodies with a dog? And that's basically what happens here. So there's a, a boy called George. There's a, a dog called Midnight. The two of them drink from a magic fountain and they swap bodies. And then, and then, they discover that a dastardly crime is afoot, um, thanks to a villain called Clive. And they need to thwart Clive's crime together. Um, but of course, one of them, yeah, they need to thry, thwart the crime together. But one of them is now a dog and the other is now a boy. So it's kind of fun. Because the boy gets to find out all about what it's like to be a dog. And the dog has a right old time as a boy. I uh, love the swapping of the of George and Midnight because uh, Midnight, as a, as a kid, is just like, all of this food is here. This is incredible. Oh, my goodness. Which I know my dog would do the same. Yeah, of course. Well, the thing for dogs is is not having... Dogs get underestimated a lot because they don't have hands and they can't, you know, they can't get stuff. A lot of the time dogs, you know, one of the things we do to dogs, we're always shutting them in with doors and the dogs can't get in and out of the doors. They're always waiting for somebody to open the door, to close the door, to let them in through the door, you know, or this dog's door's been closed by accident and they can't get through. Um, so the joy that Midnight feels when he first realises that he's got hands and that he can walk and he's as tall as everyone else. And like you say, um, when someone says to him, have, you know, help yourself from the fridge. I mean, he literally eats the entire contents of the fridge. <laughs> yeah, fair. I would absolutely do the same thing. I also, when I read it, you, um, you had obviously being a dog from George's perspective. And there was a bit in it, I think, where he gets tapped on the nose. And he's really like, obviously, it's being told off. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, I felt awful. I was like, my poor dog, what do I do to her that she hates? And you've given me an existential crisis. So thanks for that. Cheers. Yes. Yeah. I don't think... Because it's it's something that humans are taught to do, aren't we? We're taught, oh, if your dog's naughty, give it a tap on the nose. That is excruciating to a dog. That's like putting a pin in your eye. I mean, for a human. I mean, it's this is one of the other thing, wonderful things about writing, you know, about the, you know, I loved about writing the story, was thinking about what it's like to be a dog. And of course, one of the main things, talking about noses, is that, we see with our eyes, don't we? And so everything for us is happening right now because light is right now. Um, dogs, because their first sense is smell, not only do they 
see, if you like, with their noses, everything that's happening right now, they can also see into the past because they, 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 they've got all the smells that are happening now, but all the smells that happened an hour ago, two hours ago, a day ago, two days ago, a week ago, a month ago. So they dogs can kind of see back in time. It's amazing. So there's another bit in the story where, you know, uh, midnight uh, George, who's now a dog, is is following somebody and he can or he can practically see their footprints on the ground because he's seeing in smell and um the smell of those footprints stays there for hours and hours after somebody's walked past so it's really fun to think how the world what the world looks like to a dog and you've also got that whole magical extra layer as well because you've got this house uh, where Coco and her mum live and it turns out to have a little bit more to it than expected and it's uh, it's it's got that extra magic bit as well of trying to save the day. Yeah, there are really sort of two families involved. There's George lives alone with his father and they um, his father is basically the sort of caretaker for an estate for a big house with a with a with a lot of land but it's it's sort of fallen into disrepair this house. It's kind of fallen on hard times. The lady who lives in the house with her daughter, Coco, she's recently split up with Coco's father. So you've kind of got uh, one of the things that happens when they try and solve, because there's a dastardly crime committed, of course, which they discover, uh, which George discovers once he becomes a dog. Um, And in order to solve this dastardly crime, they've all got to work together. And you do, uh, because of Midsummer. of course, you mention a little bit of uh, Shakespeare and Midsummer Night's Dream. You kind of weave that in as well as a kind of teaser. Yes, yeah. I mean, for anybody who doesn't know um, about Midsummer Night's Dream, it's, it's probably one, it's almost certainly one of Shakespeare's most famous plays. And it takes place over three nights in the middle of summer. And what Shakespeare says is there's a special magic that only happens over those three days in the middle of summer. And during those three days... Well, there's a body swap in, in, in Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, a character called Bottom. Yes, I know. Shakespeare wasn't above making... Uh, <laughs> Shakespeare could crack the funnies as well as anyone. There's a character called Bottom, and he swaps bodies, basically, with a donkey. Um, that's, part of the, that's part of the story of Midsummer Night's Dream. There's a lot of other things going on in Midsummer Night's Dream. It's a very funny, funny play, a lot of misunderstandings. And yeah, I sort of took inspiration from that because there's a, if you like, Midsummer Night's Dream is the original Freaky Friday, in my, in my opinion. That's the kind of like the forerunner of Freaky Friday. <laughs> we, interestingly, when I read it, it was one of those ones that I could really see being on TV. I could really see it being remade. Is that something that you think about when you write books or are you just not bothered? What I'm trying to make the books is, I'm trying to make the books exciting. I'm trying to make, I, I want there to be something really exciting happening at every point of the story. That's that's the only thing that I really think about a lot. I guess as well, because I started writing, you know, how I started writing was for film and, and TV. So I guess that's sort of... Um, where my instincts are is to think about what things will look like as well. Uh, now we'd also, um, we've had a lot of lovely guests on recently because obviously fun kids were very lucky to have a lot of chat with people. Um, and I've been playing a game of um, celebrity interview tag. Um, so I've been getting guests to set questions for each other. Now I'm afraid you are at the end of my, of my tag game. So I won't be asking you to set a question for somebody, but I do have a question for you from Dermot O'Leary, um, who was the last person I chatted to. Um, and he said he'd met you yeah. recently on some kind of yeah, pet show. Yeah, and I came on with my with the, the my dog, with Jet, yeah. Um, and Jet took part in um, 
yeah, one of those um, courses, you know, agility courses that they have for dogs. Yeah, it was brilliant fun. I'm impressed that you get your dog to do that. Mine would be like, absolutely not goodbye. I was impressed that anything happened at all. Yeah, she was amazing. (laughs) Um, So Demet O'Leary's question for you is, if you were a dog for one day, you could go totally off the lead, you could do anything in the world, what would you do? Oh, what joy. Um, Oh, my goodness. Um, Do you know what? I I would go, uh, uh, my dog, Jet, the first time we took her to the seaside, she just went crazy. I think she had no, I mean, no concept, because, of course, you've got no concept as a dog that anything like that might exist. And suddenly there's all this stuff going on. So I think that's what I'd want to do. I want to go to the seaside and I just want to experience all of those smells. I kind of go, it's a bit of swimming, Bex. I go, you know, it's got, it's got everything. It's, it's the, um, it is the smorgasbord of um, sensory experience for a dog. I'd be out there swimming. I'd be chasing sticks. I'd be sniffing seaweed. And then uh, my dog also had an ice cream. <laughs> We couldn't, we couldn't resist. I know it's probably completely wrong. If I, I, you know, if there are any vets listening, close, close your ears. But uh, yeah, um, she had an ice cream and she absolutely loved it. So I'd finish the day with an ice cream. Oh my goodness, lovely day at the beach yeah. for you as a dog. <laughs> oh, isn't it always nice just hanging with the two buds, Ben Miller and Bex? It's always a, it's always a delight, isn't it, Bex? Here's a fun fact, Sean. I feel like because obviously the way of the world recently, we do a lot of our interviews on Zoom. I think I have probably had an accidental mini tour of Ben Miller's house because I've interviewed him like three times now and each one's from a different place in his house. Really? Where <laughs> yeah. did this room rank in the in the Ben Miller house scale? Oh, it looked lovely. It's got like wooden beams and everything. Whoa. Yeah, very, very fancy. fancy. We love uh, no, to see he that. was he was super nice, and honestly, like any time I get to speak to Ben Miller is a joy because I love him and he's just so friendly and fun. Tremendous stuff. And speaking of lovely fun, um, we are going to be getting to the fun kids meets bingo. And what would Ben Miller do if he was a dog? I think I'll have a little tick there. Also with the assist of Dermot O'Leary, I think. Yeah, well, Dermot O'Leary, as you may know, Sean and listeners, I was playing a little game of celebrity interview tag and Dermot O'Leary set a question for Ben Miller asking what he would do as a dog. And uh, yeah, we, we got the answer. I only remembered that it was Dermot who also asked that question. So it seeped into my subconscious. Um, so I think maybe I'd get half a point for that. I'm going to give you a full point. That's okay. Oh, that's it proves, really nice of you. Who's even listening to me, to be honest? That's quite nice. <laughs> um, uh, which dog he'd be? We didn't get into specifics about that, but that's, that's not, absolutely fine. Not really. We didn't go into breeds and types, sadly not, no. We don't need to. Do not need to. Um, and here's a question for you, Bex, because we didn't get into this in the interview. If you and Ben were both dogs, what adventures are you getting up to? Yeah, I mean, this was the big question that I wish we had talked about, to be honest, Sean, because pretty big deal. Um, I think if, if Ben and I were dogs together, we would solve crimes, to be honest. Because Crime-solving dogs, I like Crime-solving it. dog duo. I, in case you're wondering, would be a golden retriever. Um, uh, big, kind of fluffy, blondish hair, like a bit dippy sometimes, like kind of just bumbles along. I know this, by the way, because my friend, whenever I call him, it, it comes up with a picture of a golden retriever. It's not a picture of me. It's a picture of a, a big golden retriever dog. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'd solve crimes together. We'd go around the streets. We'd steal food. And in the way of stealing food, we'd also witness crimes and, and help to solve them. I love this. Solving and causing crime all at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> it's quite a niche thing to do but i reckon me and ben could pull it off a lovable rogue pair of dogs we yeah. love to see it um thank you bex for that 
thank you, Sean, for letting me talk to my heart's content. And a big thanks to Ben Miller for chatting to us on Fun Kids. If you want to hear from more amazing, super cool people, then make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening to this podcast on today. And we will be back next week with more Fun Kids Meets. See you later. Bye. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.